0: Hey, and welcome to the Greatest Music Podcast, where we listen to ours and other people's favorite songs, music, dance numbers, backwards recordings, YouTube videos, Apple Podcasts, and bootlegs. To find the greatest music in the whole wide world, my name is Ian. And I'm Andy. And this is the Greatest Music Podcast. Air guitar. All right, dude. This week, you have brought us an Andy Selection for consideration. Sure, yeah. I did. I was hoping you'd be a little more pumped about it. Uh,
1: I, yes, Ian, I brought a <laughs> fabulous record for us to listen to today. You did. It's my muse. It's your muse? <laughs> well, well, not my muse, you. but it is Muse.
0: It is Muse, not the Muse, just Muse with a Muse. capital M.
1: M U S E, Muse. Yes, from
0: across the pond, and you brought us our uh, their 2006 album, I believe.
1: Yes, 2006. I believe it's their fourth album. It is.
0: I know that for sure. It was their fourth.
1: Yep. Um, so I guess you want to know why I picked this album.
0: Well, we should tell them
1: it's Black Holes and Revelations, Black Holes and Revelations, yep. 2006, Muse, European, English band, three guys. That's it, three-piece band. I know you're a big fan of a three-piece band.
0: I am, I am, as as long as they are actually a three-piece band.
1: Well, I don't want to jump ahead, (laughs) but later then, I think it was probably two albums later, Maybe about this time, they brought on a fourth touring member. Smart yeah. to to do some of the secondary musical items. Secondary. They've yeah.
0: got secondary, tertiary, quaternary, quinary. There are. There are more layers than a diner triple-decker sandwich on some of these things. I, w- I would I would guess on every instrument, but I, we'll get to that part later. Sure. Let's just talk about Muse for a second cuz yeah. they seem to be a pretty cool group of guys. Uh,
1: I I don't know them personally, so I can't I can't attest to it. I just know pictures and saw them once live in concert.
0: Oh, how was it?
1: Um uh, it was probably the most fascinating, entertaining whirlwind of a concert I've ever seen in my life
0: i I skimmed through some YouTube videos and stuff, and i just I imagined from the the breadth of their influence and styles and and sort of how they put their music together mm-hmm. that there's probably a
1: crazy go nuts live show. There were screens. There was lights flashing. At one point in time, all three of them rose up on pillars. But the pillars weren't just pillars. Nah. The pillars were complete video LED screens Whoa. with guys marching up staircases to them. Um, so, so to kind of put this in perspective, I was thinking about this. Uh, just a little bit ago, and I was like, how would I describe Muse to someone that has never heard Muse, okay? And I would say they're an English hard rock band, heavily influenced by classical music and Queen, and their subject matters are a triangle, a a trifecta of government conspiracy and resistance, space and aliens... And unity and love, okay. That's my. That's how I would describe Muse. What, your impressions. What do you think? Is that accurate?
0: Well, I mean, I've only got this album really that I gave an honest listen to to go off of. I get the space aliens, the government consistency, the unity and love may be in there, but it was definitely not at the forefront of of what I was capturing lyrically. Um, I would not say Queen at
1: all. I, oh, that's Queen. All the harmonies? When he comes in second and third a dairies and fourth a uh, har overdubs, his. Yeah, but. It just screams of Queen to me. Uh, just be. Personal
0: opinion here just because somebody uses multiple harmonies does not put them on level with Queen.
1: The the big difference being, but it was ep- the type of harmony that they did. But, though. no,
0: see, I didn't even get that feel from it. Like I didn't get operatic harmony. I, you didn't get operatic. Not a, not out of this album. Out of all of this, no, I didn't. I didn't. I I I got very much German industrial rock. You know, maybe gothic rock in a way.
1: But I wasn't. Well, they did start off as sort of a goth image band, and they were called. Hold on, I gotta look. Their initial band name was called. Hold on, it was really good. It was terrible, but really good. Rocket Baby Dolls.
0: Rock. Oh God. Oh. Lord. And they
1: won a local battle of the bands in the in the college town that they were in, and then. They did it sort of as a protest statement thing, and they wrecked their instruments at the end, and then they won the con- the contest. And they were like, well, maybe people like this. Let's do this. So they quit college, and they toured as a band, and they've been used ever since. Okay. But but real quick, just to clarify
0: this, because that's going to eat at me for a while. Everybody in Queen sang every part. The, this is a highly produced highly edited harmony by one person or maybe him and the bass player cuz alive the, the bass, bass player, player does sings. some stuff but i but it is not not everybody in the band is doing every single part um and it, it's it might be just a technicality in my brain but there there is there is a chorusing effect that happens sonically when you put four people singing the exact same note together because they're not ever going to be perfect this one of just getting into one of my qualms about this album. It is too perfect. There is nothing wrong ever on this album. Nothing. No. And that is in it awesome. No. No, that's not what makes it awesome. That makes it infuriating because I don't know if they can actually do this or not. But they can. No. They they can with the help of producers and studios and tripling and layering of everything. But if you strip this back and said, you get an acoustic guitar, you get an acoustic guitar, and you actually have to play a real drum kit, I don't know if we're getting these songs. Like, I don't think they're translatable like as a song.
1: But that's not what they're meant to be,
0: though. I know. But I'm just saying, as a person listening to music, this is something I really struggle with because I don't – when I do watch them, I see an average guitar player, an average bass player, and an average drummer. And they work really okay, well you together. Bas-
1: well. I would say I, the no, bass player's a... better than than Bellamy, I think his name is. better Matt than... Bellamy. Yeah, I... It's Matt Bellamy. It's Chris. But. Wollstoneholm. Yeah. On the bass guitar, which he picked up the bass. He was a guitar player, and he picked up the bass for this band. And it shows. And then, Domin- and then Dominic Howard as the drummer. Yeah. Christopher definitely has a guitarist approach to... The bass guitar. And he also does, he has, like, organ pedal basses, and then he does keyboard bass sometimes, too. So, yeah, he does approach the music not like a bass player, but as a guitar player. Yeah,
0: and sometimes that really served them well. Like, some of these well, songs... As a three-piece? Absolutely. Yeah, it it worked, like, because the, the, the only song I knew off this album, Starlight, I think it was, that that bass is what carries the whole song and dur, 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 yep dur.
1: and that drum beat though you got to give that drum beat that one two one three yeah no I, it's it's perfect don't get me wrong
0: like i i am so conflicted about this album because it's perfect but when i hear perfection I really struggle to know if they actually did it or if it was made. You know what I'm saying? Because when you listen to those drums, especially in this song, because there are, there are really interesting pieces to that song um, that I don't think it's actually given credit for and I think is really covered up because of the production value. But those drums, when it switches section to section to section, there's different effects on the drums. The e, they're EQ would different, and it, it, sounds, it sounds fake. So I don't know if that dude actually played those drums or if he just looped some drums and they went over top of it. Both is a type of artistry, don't get me wrong, because it, it is perfect. It is the exact drum beat that should be in that song um, because you need the drums to have that really, like, oversimplified, forceful rhythm to make up for the bass not being able to do that. Um, and, and they may... My qualm is the, the same thing as it was kind of with the Radiohead. Like, is that is it perfection? Is it perfect? Did they 100% intend to do that exactly how it was? Or did they kind of stumble into it and say, okay, let's run with that? And
1: that's what, I like, think, that's I what think I'm screwed with. I think it's way more intentional than Radiohead. I think Matt Bellamy is close to musical genius. You think? The guy is phenomenal he can play the piano he's classically trained piano he is so good if you watch clips like uh it's the album before after this i don't remember which one but he breaks into i think it's resistance the album after this Um, There's a classical piece, and I can't remember what it is. And so he has this great classical influence, and I think he's a superb guitar player. He just is like the edge and just has the most elaborate guitar setup you could ever—he's like number two on elaborate setups for guitar players. Did you look into any of this stuff?
0: No, because I wasn't interested. Because it could have been any instrument to me. Like it didn't. He didn't have to be playing a guitar to get any of those sounds. Like that could have been a keyboard. That could have been a keytar. That could have been
1: anything. And it's fine
0: for the sound it is. But I didn't look at his rig because of that. I like.
1: I didn't. And see, that's what drew me into them at the beginning. So this was early two thousand. So seeing clips of of this stuff was. Was wild. He had a chaos pad. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with those? I do like that about built, them. Built into his guitar. Yeah. Um, the bass player. Same
0: thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so that was just really unique to me, especially in the time frame. So we have. I think we've lost some of that as well from that time to now. Okay. Because we have talked about guitar has sort of lost its steam. And we were when we were talking about Billie Eilish before about how the sounds were made and then the music was pr- produced out of those songs with those with that music. Uh-huh. This was them doing that stuff live, mm-hmm. and it was at the for kind of forefront of all of all of this stuff. So they were using this electronical stuff. It was this crazy mix of grungy, nasty electronica. And then hard rock, like smoosh them together, but more electronica.
0: Yeah, I I get that. But if you so this came out in 2006, back up to 1999, 2001, 2002, 2003. There's a band that I really loved called Skillet. They're, they're really big in Europe now. Back in the day, they were cool because they were the behind-the-scenes Christian cool band kind of thing that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. They were doing all of these sounds nearly 10 years beforehand. I mean, you listen to those? And 10 that,
1: years before? No. At least five. Muse, was their first album was 99. So I would say they were together in this time frame. Yeah,
0: but I'm only talking about one album. I got one album to go off of here.
1: <laughs> but you you can't come you're
0: it's You think I'm coming sideways?
1: Yeah, I think okay. you're coming sideways here cuz if you match their catalogs up together, I bet you you'll see a similar arc.
0: Okay. All right. I'll accept that cuz I think that that's fair. But okay. So we we have crazy electronics, which I know you love. We have a guy who can sing very well.
1: Um, And I've also mentioned my love for Guy Falsettos. They just get me.
0: You like when a man goes high, huh? I do. (laughs) Yeah, he does a pretty good job. He whines a lot. Vocally, he's got a whiny voice, but I don't know if that's sort of like... If that's like a a a,
1: a British, uh, I was gonna go there. Don't go ahead. Yeah, I think it might be an English thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is it is it like a, a British? Like a certain part of the country talks that way. You know, kind of like we have people in Texas talk like this. Now we're going, come on, we bang bang, and we have country music, boom, mm-hmm. um, based out of that. I'm wondering if it's that because when I watched interviews with him, like it, it seemed very natural the way he was talking, and I could hear a lot of the sounds he was singing as he talked. So like it, it it's natural. It's not something he's doing. Like when American people try to sing like British people, and British people try to sing like American people. Like, and then you have this really strange dichotomy when the between interviews and live sound. So I know it's real, but the dude, like all I could hear was just just big man big man whining sometimes, and it was
1: too much. Well, I think he was very similar in the Radiohead idea of. His instrument, his vo- vocals was an instrument and a layer in the song, and it nece- wasn't necessarily a singer in front of the band saying lyrics.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think they ripped Radiohead off because I think when I did my early research, Radiohead came first. Um, and man, it, I wouldn't have known the difference. I it, like if you would have said this is a Radiohead album, I'd have been like, oh, cool. They went like a completely different direction. This is like industrial rock, and I would have. I wouldn't have batted an eye or known the difference.
1: Like, I really... Well, it could be Radiohead went then from OK Computer, which we listened to, to the next very progressive album, which I'm not real familiar with, even though I probably should be, was Kid A, Mm -hmm. because they basically just flipped and said, we're not doing anything. Pretty much what we did before, let's do the opposite of that. And that's what Kid A was. So I think Radiohead might have paved the way for him, but... I don't think they're the same thing. They're in the same stadium, they're maybe even the same house. Maybe they're sitting in the same living room together, but I don't think they're the same person.
0: Dude, they they are twins eating the same Twinkies. They just got different shirts on.
1: That's all it is.
0: Mm. And one has a, I don't. one has a few more friends than the other. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but I will say I have a whole new respect for the the uh, OK Computer album. Like putting these two side by side, which to me, they, they could have been side A and side B, like 10 years apart, if you will. Um, I have a whole lot more respect for what Radiohead was able to create from instruments and capture with a microphone compared to these sounds that they were getting that are clearly made you know um and because they do a lot of the same things sonically and i was just as i was listening to it i was thinking all right there was a hell of a lot more it's a different type of artistry because i don't want to negate what muse did like that there's art there but it's a different kind of art that i appreciate i feel more as an instrumentalist Saying, "Oh, they were able to catch this and create this sound, and put it out there," whereas this is recorded, edited, and then fit into a box within a song. Um, and that's supposed to be a compliment. If it didn't come out that way,
1: <laughs> okay. For Radiohead, for, or for Radiohead, these?
0: for Radiohead. I, I oh. am growing. I am growing to appreciate. I still don't like that album, but I am appreciating it more. And, sure. and as your friend, I am saying. I think you might be a little bit ahead of me in some areas.
1: Well, that's okay. Um but I do think Radiohead definitely paved the way for Muse. I don't think that if Radiohead hadn't come first, you know, it's it's like me, how music goes is there's an initiator and sounds go certain directions and then people follow. And yeah, maybe grunge is a pretty easy
0: way to see that. The grunge scene oh, yeah, in America. Yeah. That's, it's really hard go. to get... That's an easy way to get in that mindset of paving the way. And then, holy crap, there are all these other bands that were just doing it. And some of them were actually just doing it. And some of them got made to do it, you know, by record sure. companies. It's However you want to look at mm. it. But we're four albums in. I didn't listen to the prior three albums. I did listen to the BBC One that you told me to listen to. Yeah. Um, to catch them live. Really liked it. Um, and I will say, like... Just to go back on one of the first comments I made. They are a three-piece band with 20 backing tracks. I swear. There, there is so much clicking and random things going on in those songs. The, the drums had reverse reverb on them. Tell me how you do that live other than it being pre-recorded. And when I heard that, I lost a lot of trust in what I was watching at that point you know, and saying hmm. how much of this is really edited because it's it's smooth in there. It's snuck right in, and it's just going. <laughs> and it was just one of those, like, you've got to be kidding me. And I w- and I And so I went back to the song, and I watched it because he is playing on, he's got one of those beat pads, the drummer does, you know, mm-hmm. that he's playing with to get some of these sounds. But I didn't see him playing anything reverse there, and I don't know how you would play a reverse drum live and get it perfect every time not saying it's not possible I'm just saying I was frustrated at that point
1: I I could see that but I think just knowing the catalog in the season so I was probably the couple albums before and then maybe one or two more albums and then I really sort of lost just tracking this band because this not to we were talking about this before. The nos- I think I have a nostalgia monster, but I got him at least on a leash. That this band specifically played a part in a job I had and some coworkers. Uh, one of the guys' name was Jason. This was probably one of his favorite n- new modern bands. And so you know how it is. Is this when a someone recording loves- a tech job? Yeah, we yeah. did audiovisual stuff. And he's also a filmmaker. Okay. So, and he's also into weird, obscure stuff, like Twin Peaks was his favorite television show, to just kind of give you a... Okay. Give you an idea of loved, who this person He, he loved David, uh, is it David Flincher, like Zodiac, and um, Eraserhead, okay. the old black and white yeah. movie. He, that was his jam, weird, obscure stuff. Yeah. So that made sense, that this out. And so it's sort of associated with our friendship. Mm-hmm um yeah anyway where i was going with that uh i think they were playing all of this as instruments they were using all of this electronic stuff as their instruments it wasn't they were we play an instrument and then we pile a bunch of stuff on top of it to make it sound cool it was it was both and if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I kind of get you. Like, hey, listen to this really cool sound I made. Let's try to make a song with it kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was playing with those reverbs and the flangers and the chaos pad and actually playing them as a musical instrument instead of having them be, it's the thing that produces the sound, and then we smush the sounds together to make a song.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a possibility. My ears and my brain didn't receive it that way
1: well me watching them from about this album the previous album to the next album which is the resistance and then second law i think was the album after that it's how they did things okay it's just how they it's just who they were
0: sure sure um yeah if i had more to go off of i might agree or disagree i don't know
1: yeah that's fine um can we
0: can we just because you just said the album names, the resistance, and all of this, and there's a lot of anti government and conspiracy yes. theory stuff on this yep so the album begins, and you'll probably be able to do that. Can you pull up the lyrics for the very first song yeah
1: i've I've got um just so you know if you are wanting to go down the muse hall <laughs> <Ouch>. uh <laughs> <laughs> Title of your sex tape. Wow. Um, there's a Muse wiki, so it's oh, musewiki.org. Yeah. I was on that today, and, yeah. and there's everything you could ever want to know about Muse. Every instrument they've ever played, every place they've ever played, every you know, all the things. Some people okay, really so love f- these guys. Yeah, I mean they're kind of a big deal in the circles that they're a big deal in. Yeah. So yeah, give me okay. give me that first verse. So. Then. We were in black holes, revelations. You're talking about Take a Bow? Yep. The very first song? Yeah, the
0: first song that was intended to be the last song but then got moved
1: to the first song. Ooh, I did not know that yeah. one. Yeah, and it
0: makes a bit of a difference when you put them in a different order. Like
1: Those English people, Radiohead did the same yeah. thing. Okay. Uh Corrupt. You corrupt and bring corruption all that you touch hold you'll behold and beholden for all that you've done spell cast a spell cast a spell on the country you run and risk you will risk you will risk all their lives and their souls sorry it just comes out no, it's... and burn you will burn you will burn in hell you'll burn in hell you'll burn in hell for your sins which is oh you can our stop freedom's there. consuming itself
0: You could stop, because you, yeah. You know what the net worth of this guy is? It's probably a lot. $40 million. Who? How dare he, (laughs) in some ways? He's, he's, and that was just to get a flavor of, there's quite a few songs that are very much just a rewording of those ideas. Um, Mm -hmm. That's half the album. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a net worth of $40 million.
1: So you don't think because he has $40 million, he can't call out corruption in uh, politics?
0: He's doing the same thing that Jethro told it. He's calling out a very clear and present problem that everybody already knows about, that everybody is already experiencing firsthand, and saying nothing and doing nothing about ending the problem.
1: I couldn't. No, 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 no. There are three or four songs in this. album. You've got to give me two, at something. At least two songs. At least two songs in this album where he talks about. Um, I
0: wasn't picking them up. Can you? You've got to so, help me.
1: Starlight definitely plays into hold you in my uh, arms. Love.
0: It's a, yeah, it's a love song between yeah, him it's and a, a girl, song. and him not yeah, sharing I, if he even wants to go on in life or anymore. He just wants to hold you in. I just want to hold you in my arms. That's not and telling me how
1: to end corporate corruption. Sure, I well he hit hits in several of the songs um that it's the uniting of ourselves and the in love is the thing that's going to uh be the the resolution. Now he's not very distinct in what that looks like. I didn't get any But he does speak to that. it. Um okay. I might have I to look play... off
0: camera Go ahead. Yeah,
1: I want I want to play. What's our favorite song? Because that will play more into this.
0: Do you want me to go um, first?
1: Because
0: so, uh, I'm pretty positive I know. But yeah, no, um, you go first.
1: I'm curious okay. what you thought I actually liked on this album. All right. So I'm st- stuck between like two or three on the second half of the album. Oh, I know your guitar tone, Tut. Uh, a guitar tone nut There it is yeah. So I think Hoodoo That is going to be my guess
0: I couldn't tell you anything about that song It didn't register anywhere on any of my The meters. one
1: that was the The like here, you
0: know. No I'm trying to tell you no Not at all
1: The one that was all Spanishy guitar With the the reverb And just yeah. the beautiful guitar That didn't get you? No Okay. Okay, so if I do the, like the, that their Span- like
0: I do like the Spanish influence that's in two or three of these songs. I did really appreciate mm-hmm. that.
1: Well, and they talk about all the influences that they have from Kanye West to spaghetti western music to classical music to Queen to some weird Moroccan bands they said they were listening to. Like that is an amaz- amazing thing if you think about all the influence and what they let do. Okay, so then my guess would be Assassin. Nope. Okay. Help me out, then. You want
0: to, I don't want to tell you my favorite because I think my favorite is also your favorite.
1: Okay. Your, your pick, then.
0: <laughs> or maybe I picked what, my what favorite like? for you. Well, I went between two of them, and for very different reasons. But my first okay. was Supermassive Black Hole. Boom, Yeah, that was one of the I thought the best done guitar, or not guitar, bass, but bass drum back and forth without being exactly the same, I thought they had a really good back and forth, and I like how the guitar was used just as a little hit here and there. I thought you would really love that riff.
1: I mean, it's a good riff. It's not my favorite song of the album. Okay. It's It's in the top.
0: Okay. Then my thought was if that wasn't it, it would have to be
1: Soldier's poem, nope, duh. <laughs> but tag teamed. My favorite song is "Invincible." Invincible, why? Um, it was uh, the guitar tone in it, the the march, okay. um, and it was com- So it was coming out of Soldier's poem, which is mm-hmm. the real down one. It's about uh, essentially a soldier thinking about he's risking his life for this country, but why? Mm-hmm. And sort of giving up hope. And there's even some on the Muse wiki they talk about, he essentially might've even been a prisoner of war when this song was written, you know, having a yeah. backstory to the song. Uh, and then Invincible, they were connected to each other, but then they changed the key of Invincible because the, um, the high falsettos were just a little too high for Matt Bellamy, so they dropped it, and then they split the songs into two. Hmm. So, you know, that march coming in, and then that... Well, 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 the guitar <laughs> uh-huh. slide, that got me. Right. And okay. then just the overall message of the song of just... And I think this is the hopefulness of this album. And I even saw a comment that they said the whole album hinges on this song huh. is this is the, this is the resolution is together us joining, um, being together, united as one. Yes. It was kind of a love story, but then also um, it was uh, yeah. This uniting factor of if we come together and we actually want the betterment of human society, we, w- we will conquer that. If we want to give up on controlling other people and being uh, oppressive government powers, if we will just love and give people the space to do the things uh, they want but be united at the same time, uh, we-, we would be invincible.
0: I want to read those lyrics.
1: (laughs) I can read them for you right now if you'd like.
0: Yeah, yeah. We might as well. Let's just just deal with this part here real quick so we don't have to deal with it later.
1: Follow through. Make your dreams come true. Don't give up the fight. You will be all right because there's no one like you in the universe. Don't be afraid what your mind conceives. You should just make a stand and stand up for what you believe. And tonight we can truly say together we're invincible and during the struggle they will pull us down but please please let's use this chance to turn things around and tonight we can say we're truly together we're invisible invincible do it on your own makes no difference to me what you leave behind what you choose to be and whatever they say your soul's unbreakable and during the struggle they will pull you down uh, and then he just repeats that part again twice
0: okay i i guess you can so run with that, and say the things that you do. I don't. I don't think it's outright what the, what the wiki page was saying, but I do see. So he does. He offers a very. I don't know if it's a solution more than a we can do this. It still doesn't yeah, say it's what a hope. to do. Yeah, there it's is some hope. The hope, hope in that there.
1: Radiohead was missing in OK Computer. Exactly. It's the yeah. hope that Jethro Tull was missing in Aqualong. I think it's hope. It's not giving a solution, but it's saying but maybe.
0: Yeah. Yeah, all is I not think that's what this is. Once more into the breach, dear friends, you know. Do some Shakespeare.
1: Ooh, um I heard one and I don't remember what it was from. Oh, I wish I Oh, man. When uh never mind. I I can't I can't even recall it. It was from another podcast I heard. It was a quote that they we're talking about um, from The Hobbit, I think, and I don't know the movie well enough, but the expression was really good. It was basically, "How do we go up against uh, extraordinary evil, or something like that?" Anyway, mm. sorry. It's a good question. So, mm. um,
0: do you have any other guesses as to what my favorite one was?
1: Oh man, um, I feel like I'm
0: so predictable, and now this is like, yeah, maybe I'm a little City of
1: Delusion. Oh, God, no. Knights of Sidonia. No, that would be like two or three. Map of the Problematic.
0: No. I do like it, though.
1: Dang it. Uh, Supermassive Black Hole. No. That's two or three as well. Then the only ones I haven't hit was Exopoliticus. Polit, po, po. Oh, Exopolitics. I love that. No. Wow. Words are hard. <laughs> no starlight yeah clearly the best wow. song on the album I see and I thought you would resist that because it was the pop song
0: I love a good pop song and this one this uh, is a yeah. unique pop song like this that this is drum beat is yeah,
1: I have to go back to it
0: it dun, cat, cat, dun, dun, cat, dun, cat. yeah it's
1: really great no it's one two one three you don't hear that one, two, one. It's.
0: Okay. That's what it is. You, you, you're probably, like, I'm listening in my head right now.
1: You're probably correct. No, it it is absolutely what you're it is. You're 100% correct. I clapped, Andy. I clapped along with them in a stadium <laughs> in Baltimore, Maryland. And that's what I they know. told us to do. So we did it.
0: Yes, Rise Against the Man with us millionaires. Oh yeah, no, it really is like it's that was a pop song to me that was done right. Like it is it it is pop. It's very easy to follow. A lot of their songs were very easy to follow structure wise. Um they're they're very hardcore structured songs. Um Except for Knights of Sidonia and there was another one I was a little thrown off by, like, where is this going?
1: Um, I think it might have been Hoodoo because that kind of it started off with the weird Spanish guitar, yeah, and then it went super chill, and then it got into like some weird piano thing, and then it turned into a a, a heavy rock song.
0: Yeah, it was it was a very much an aria, if you will. But um, yeah, yeah, no, because it it was it was like this is this is still them. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that this is Muse because that's what they sound like. But they're doing something that's accessible for everybody, um, which I thought was really great. Like, that's what I loved about the song was more the, oh, wow, these guys aren't so pretentious that they will like they can and they do songs that everybody can can come into and be a part of. Whereas I think that was one thing Radiohead was lacking as well. Radiohead was not willing to give up whatever they were doing to make something approachable. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that that's what Muse did on purpose, but I feel like if Radiohead would have written that song, they would have thrown it out and been like, no, no, that's too basic or that's too pop, you know? Um, So that's more why I like the song than the actual song itself, if that makes sense. Although,
1: Sure, Starlight was the first song that I ever heard, and that was the reason I I jumped in. Yeah. Because Jason was like, listen to this one. (laughs) And he knew the right song to serve up to go. Okay. Yeah. I like that. And then it gets complex from there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause you can, like, he does his falsetto stuff. He, like his voice isn't changed in any way. Like he doesn't, it's not trying to be a pop song. It just is a pop song that they play. Um, so I mm-hmm. like that. And then Knights of Sidonia I think we should talk about for a minute because that was actually their first single off of this album and, yeah. and it is in no way, shape, or form a single. It's a single like Radiohead does a single where it's just like, well, I guess we have to put out one of these songs for everybody to listen to. Like, we got to make some music video. <laughs> let's, let's do this one. Um, and have you seen the music video?
1: Uh, no. Um, I may have back in the day, but I don't recall.
0: Weird as you know what um it is a spaghetti western which makes a hell of a lot more sense now because apparently that's a thing for them they like westerns um but the song in and of itself is a is a verse if you want to call it a verse and a chorus if you want to like it's just two sections of lyrics um highly i think today what would be highly controversial um like the stuff that they say is on the same level as rage against the machine to me like
1: and you see, that th- was one reference. Yeah, that they an influence that they said they had. Yeah, for sure.
0: And I, and I did appreciate that. And I thought, if they would have come out in America, I don't think like I think they would have got shut down pretty quick because he like, I feel like Rage Against the Machine should be much higher on people's listen to list, but I feel like they got shot down by the man a bunch because they were very much, I'm gonna pee on the man's suit kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Through the veins of history, I'll show you a God who falls asleep on the job. How can we win when fools can be kings? Don't waste your time or time will waste you.
0: Yeah. it. He's...
1: No one's going to take me alive.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's he's got a gun pointed at religion. <laughs> he's got a gun pointed at the government. And he's got a gun pointed at the guy next door. <laughs> you know? And saying, you, you all screwing this up. <laughs> you know? Um, which is what i was struggling with so much with like this is a multimillionaire <laughs> like how dare he say these things he is part of well the...
1: when he wrote this i don't think he was they were on their way to become that i i think they they
0: had more money than i'll ever see by this point and that's not me with like a chip Probably. on my shoulder kind of thing i'm just trying to put it in so context so you
1: don't think people with money can speak out against the wrongs of life no i think
0: i think they can and i think everybody should I think that those with means to do something should be doing something. If I had forty million dollars, I can guarantee you at least thirty million of it would be going toward doing something about these things that I'm making millions of dollars off of. Because he's sure. literally yeah. making money off of the things that he's saying shouldn't be shouldn't be at the forefront, and this and that. Like he he's right there beside them. Like
1: so by. Yelling at the man and telling the man how wrong he is. He has become the man. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So so like the philosopher Peter Rollins puts it, there's, why do you speed down the road? The speed limit's 35 miles an hour, Andy. Why do you do 50? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll put that.
1: But people want to go, they don't want to be told what to do. Uh, and most people are, don't know how to unhurry. People are always ready and moving quicker and faster. Yeah, but to in- get the things they done because they're they're the most important thing.
0: Yeah, but in the context of of with this, we're we're talking about there there are rules that are supposed to be broken. Speed limits are one of them because that makes us feel important and powerful. No, they
1: don't. Their speed limits speed limits for a reason.
0: <laughs> they're supposed to be broken. It allow no, they're not. Empowers. Why would they be
1: even involved? <laughs> We're not in Montana here, they,
0: Ian. They they are there to allow you when it does create safety. It, it does give you a relative idea of how fast you should be able to go. But if it was a staunch rule and it, it was actually something that was a really big deal, cops would ha- there would be a lot more cops pulling people over all the time. They don't actually care. You're allowed to break the speed limit, and you're allowed to break the speed limit because that gives you a, a sense of power and autonomy and control over your situation. That's all he's doing. He's, he is giving power and autonomy and control. So you're over... saying
1: speed limits or government conspiracy to make us think we have more power than we have. So no, we don't revolt against them for being stupid. I
0: know, but I feel like that is, <laughs> that is a subconscious understanding. Yeah. And, and wait, actually, yes, I do. I do it. I don't think of it in as weird of terms as you just said it. But, yes, that is part of it. So, think about it. You have kids, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And so, you give them rules, right? Don't do this. Don't do that. Do you enforce every single one or do you let them get away with certain things because you know then they won't try to get away with the bigger things?
1: Well, th- that gets into parenting and how you see things. I mean... Just there's answer the rules. question, Andy. Do no, you do that?
0: Rules. Have you done that ever? I can tell by the smile oh. on your face you have. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's 100%. The, then it's the same but idea. The
1: thing is, no, but the thing is, in parenting, it's completely different because you're trying to bring these people up, bring these children up in the best character way possible. And there's things that you just have to let slide because that's not a bigger picture thing. Uh, well, sure. okay. Maybe I guess you're saying it's the same
0: thing. Yeah. So to contextualize okay. it, what you see as the best is based on your motives and your principles and your understanding of the world, right? So the, sure. So the politicians and the lawmakers are doing this in their best interest for their betterment within the world. I need people to do X, Y, and Z, so I'm going to give them something that makes them feel like they're getting X, Y, and Z when really that's what I'm getting.
1: This I, sounds like some deep conspiracy theory stuff. In, I think it's a neat idea. It plays idea. <laughs> right into Muse.
0: Yeah, but I, but I think he's doing that. Like that's that's one of the things. Like when I keep saying, but he's got forty million dollars, and I couldn't find anything that he's philanthropic that this man has ever done. But he is very. The only
1: thing I know about is he now is majority owner of Mason Guitar Company, which is the guitars that he owns. Is that but philanthropic,
0: just... or is that just business?
1: that's just business yeah Uh, that's the only thing in because i didn't even go down those i know you are very well conscious i wouldn't say concerned you're conscious of that sort of thing because you've mentioned other people's wealth and all of that too because i i know that's how your brain works and it's um i believe that if you have money give it away yeah
0: yeah well that's what jesus said i agree I mean, not in those exact words, but rich young ruler man comes up and says, what do I got to do to be a part of all this? And Jesus says, "Give everything away. And he's like, F this, I'm out of here. That's that's the world, you know? I, I Like,
1: this is not me trying to I would to... love to hear the Ian Heichel uh, version, the IHV. Yeah. I would love to read that someday.
0: I'll, I'll write it for you. Okay. It, it'll be largely, it, it'll be more interpretive in the New Testament and very much to the the word origin in the in the Old Testament,
1: so it'd be like the message, but better
0: yeah, yeah, somewhere somewhere between the don't do the stuff that you sent me, <laughs> and did you know this word goes back to seven thousand b c and it was originally brought in you know, like I like that stuff too, no, but i mm-hmm. I just i I do bring this up, but I think in this case it's just it's one of those things that to me was really jarring. Because this is a big part of their music. Stand up, fight against the man. This dude is literally the man. And I don't see him doing anything about it. He doesn't offer any solution on this album. Like any hard, fast, here's what we should do solution. He does offer hope, like you said. And in his real life, I couldn't... I only did a quick Google box search. Like I'm not digging deep on Mr. Bellamy or the bassist or the drummer or anything like that. But... Generally, artists that are philanthropic, that's at the forefront because it's a sales tactic for them. You know. So there could be behind sure. the scenes stuff that he's doing I'm not aware of, but there's not even a front of the scenes look, I donated a cow to Cambodia or something
1: like that. Right. I've I added on a wing of a children's hospital yeah, or some
0: you know, and I, business. And I feel like for the subject matter that that he seems to represent and stand for lyrically there should be something to back him up but i couldn't find anything i find a lack of substance
1: so that's him as a character which you didn't want to do with john mayer
0: oh but oh but people did people came at me <laughs> Not to name names, Katie, but that's you're the first one that popped into my
1: head.
0: <laughs> no, and I get it. And I'm not saying that, but but Mr. Mayor also sang about the things that he was doing in real life. And so if you listen to his music, he, he actually did those things. <laughs> like, So 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 the curtains match the drapes in that situation here. The curtains are not matching the drapes, if you will stand up against the man let me hoard my 40 million over here so nobody can get me you know where'd you get that
1: number from by the way uh
0: do a quick google search it comes on like six or seven different sites that's his that's his listed net worth
1: Hmm.
0: i i tried to put it in reference to other artists like lady gaga i know because she she has a huge net worth she's at like 250 million or something like that um So he's not on the higher end of that, but sure. But Lady Gaga is also like she financed most of our vaccines, so hooray! Like, hmm, yeah, I I like the Lady Gaga, not so much the music, but as a person, I feel like her and I could sit down and shoot the shit, and we wouldn't offend each other too much, or we probably would offend each other a lot and laugh about it.
1: I don't know Lady Gaga well enough to uh the only <laughs> I know she wore a meat dress once <laughs> and then she was in that movie with Bradley Cooper and then Kevin James did a parody on his YouTube channel. That so did good. you see that yeah.
0: one? Dude, every one of those things Kevin James did were they were
1: Mr. Gosling, I just need a sound <laughs> check. <laughs> what do you want? What? Do you want?
0: Why is that dude not more famous? Kevin James is a Kevin comic James? genius. Like he is pretty great. Like he's he's up there with Robin Williams for me. Like he like there there's Robin Williams, Jim Gaffigan, and then him. Like he's he's pretty much third on my list.
1: Did you ever hear his skit about muffins? No, I don't know about that. Go li- Yeah, YouTube Kevin James muffins. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> It's a it's a good one. Maybe we'll put the link in the description. (laughs)
0: When I was living in New York, I got invited to a party by a coworker who told me I I had to go meet so and so. Uh, I don't. Lady Gaga was who it was, but it was her real name. They apparently went to school together. She's like, you got to come here. She's going to play some songs. There's going to be drinks and this and that. And I was like. And I was like, well, does she have, like, who is it really? And she goes, oh, it's Lady Gaga. She's going to have an album out pretty soon. And I was like, who the fuck's Lady Gaga? That's stupid. I'm not going there.
1: <laughs> like, And here I am. What the fuck were you thinking? And here? now you were like, what was wrong with me? <laughs> Why didn't I go hang out with Lady Gaga? If
0: somebody is bold enough to call themselves Lady Gaga, you just go meet them because you never know. <laughs> like, life lesson, know. I'm going to make sure to teach my son. Like, you, you just go to that. <laughs>
1: or how about that? aquafina if i had a chance to meet aquafina i probably would take it as well <laughs> the water no the the um i'm not, I, I, the asian performing artist aquafina she was the voice of the dragon in Raya and, or Raya and the Last Dragon.
0: I haven't seen that yet. That's on my list of things And to she
1: watch. W- and she was also in um Crazy Rich Asians or whatever that movie was.
0: I did watch that. I didn't understand it. She,
1: she well, I think that was a cultural thing. Okay. Um she was in that movie too. Okay. She's a big Asian performing artist uh maybe even rapper singer actor person
0: i'm very uncultured
1: it, in that way that's okay uh <laughs> how do we get wow where did we go i don't know um oh so can
0: we talk about the album cover or do you do you have more yes, important things to do? Yes. i thought the album cover was really cool i was interested in it it's the four horsemen yes. of the apocalypse same photographer that, that that used to do pink floyd's album covers mm-hmm. um i thought that was really cool like and after like i saw that in the interview i was like oh that makes a lot of sense. That does look exactly like, not exactly like, but the, the style and the feel and the simplicity, like the artistry of that picture is very interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so before I knew that story about the four horsemen, which I just read that on the Muse wiki right before we started, <laughs> I saw the guys sitting at the table. I didn't even notice the horses or I forgot about the horses. But going back into how, how I would describe them thematically... And I was trying to come up with the fourth person, but in their description on there, it says the four people, they outgrew their horses and each is supposed to represent a different ailment of humanity, vanity, greed, or paranoia. Mm. But the way I saw it, it was, um, the perspectives that people can bring to the table is what I was seeing. Mm. Each one of those different guys. So, Like one would have been the weird government oppression person. One would have been the crazy conspiracy alien. Which I'm going to side trail here. It was ex exo uh, politics. They mentions the Zeta in the sky. Did you pick up on the
0: sky? No, I didn't.
1: Uh, Yeah, the words were. Let me put it pull it up because I just. And I was like, whoa, hold on. We're going to have to go down a rabbit trail here. Um, let's see. We've got to scroll down. While you're
0: scrolling down, they are on scroll. Mars in the picture. The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse mm. on Mars.
1: Okay. So in ex- Exopolitics. Um, Is that hugs and kisses wor-
0: politics? Or does Exo mean something else? It's EXO. Oh.
1: So it says, when the, Zeta, when the Zetas fill the skies, will our leaders tell us why fully loaded satellites will conquer nothing but our minds? And so I was like, Zetas? What the heck is that? So quick uh, glowing rectangle search or a Google box search. I saw two things. And one was Los Zetas, which is a Mexican drug cartel, which I was like, I don't think that's right. And the other one I found an article from the Ohio State University about Zetas are an extraterrestrial species guiding humankind through this lady named Nancy Leiter. And she claims to have a hybrid son, and she is the communication point between the Zeta aliens and the humankind and they believe... That planet X is going to go past Earth and flip the poles of the Earth and stuff? Have you heard of any of this?
0: Hell no, but it's scary to me. Because there's a lot of Um, scientific talk about those things happening.
1: So, there's a website called Zeta Talk. And I jumped on it, and it was too far gone for me. I couldn't understand a word of it. Well, you're not communicating to the Zetas, Andy.
0: She is the communicator.
1: Oh, right. (laughs) Right. Well, the information was on there. I was like, I don't even understand this. Went to the YouTube thing and they had these reports. And basically they just tell you to be a homesteader and almost be a survivalist and don't get any government assistance and have your own urban chickens and, uh, save batteries.
0: Sounds legit to me. I mean,
1: and apparently Matthew Bellamy was really fascinated by all this stuff because he said, uh, it is a, it's about a trade agreement between the US government and extraterrestrials about the use of new technologies and then it said in the interview he basically just uh while stating he takes the idea seriously he has been he has been simultaneously reduced to incoherent hysterical laughter by this so i don't know if he's like poking fun of it or if he is actually, serious and crazy and weird and delusional no
0: no i I am on the same page with him. I can hold that i I hold aliens very seriously as a legit real thing, and there's a part of me that just laughs hysterically about it because it is. I do the same thing with my faith, yeah, yeah, we can talk about it at the beach uh but yeah no 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 <laughs> it's that'll be another episode the greatest music podcast ian just talks about stupid stuff the the great rabbit trail in the sky
1: um spin-off podcast yeah <laughs> tin foil hat i just want a tin foil hat um okay i think there is a bit of that with matthew bellamy i think that might be why this pointing at the man in this i it's I don't in know cheek. his character. I don't know if it's tongue in cheek or if it's actually like he's a crazy man that can just really play the guitar and the piano really well. I don't think he can play I the guitar I don't know very well. which one. What? I don't think he plays he can, play, he can play phenomenal. He is amazing. Anyway, that's whatever. You can say he's not that great, but I think he actually is really phenomenal. So I don't know if it's him playing a character. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Or if he's actually it. Mm. Like, he's a loony bin that just got two dudes to play music with him and they talk about weird crap. Or if this is all just a show.
0: Yeah, I would. I could see the show thing being legit. I mean, because a lot of artists are that way. Like, it's hard for us to turn off the show, you know? Like mm-hmm. and, and, like, I have to be this person because this is who I am, you know? Like where Radiohead was fighting that, he seems to be embracing it, maybe. Like, it could be a theory.
1: Yeah, and is he intentionally doing that Mm. to poke fun at it? Could be. Or does he, or, like I said... Is he laughing all the way to the back? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Who to $40 million? Who knows? Yeah. So, anyway, back to the cover. Um, (laughs) That's what I saw coming out of it, is this, there's all these different ways to come to the table, and these four guys represented it. And then... The sort of the apocalypse, Horseman of the apocalypse thing. What does that mean to you? Me? Yeah. Well, that's like that's what, what's bringing on what the your... end.
0: Like when I look at the picture, I was like, these four guys are playing cards for, for control of the end, if you will. Mm. So, just a thought I had. I I mean, I spent maybe ten, fifteen minutes musing on it, if you will.
1: <laughs>
0: you like that? I've been waiting for so long to say
1: that. Well, with that said, is it technically uh, any, great? Any, any other thoughts or ideas before we move on? No, no, I just want to rate this thing because okay,
0: I am. I, I, is it technically great? This is my.
1: You cannot argue this. one. I know this is my this...
0: biggest yes and biggest no. Like I, I think the technicality of this album is also its biggest downfall, personally. So yeah, I mean it's technically done great. You can't argue that.
1: It's it's perfection. Yeah. But there's a part of me Everything is gruddy where it needs to be, everything is clean where it needs to be. It's all over the place, but every bit of it is perfect.
0: Yeah, and I feel like that makes it seem like it's not real. But mm. yes, one definitely one clap. I I just that's a sticking point for me. It's like the radiohead thing. Like, can they do another emotion? I don't know if these guys like I don't know what came first, the sound or the, the recording. <laughs> like
1: I don't know. It, it sounded like it was a mix. At least for them.
0: Could be. I, I don't know. I don't know him well enough to know that either. It's, this is when this gets really hard. Is it, okay. is it one clap? One clap. Is' it emotionally great? Uh, uh, yes, by our the dry criteria that I myself have put forward, yes, they, they have ticked the boxes.
1: Although how so?
0: Because he does like the hope that you mentioned. I think is a really important sticking point. Like it's very easy to make a concept album that does one thing. Their concept album does move in different places. Like I can I have trouble not thinking of this as a concept album. It might not have been a concept album, but just the narr- the overall narrative that goes the whole way through.
1: It feels I think Muse as a whole is just one gigantic concept album. The,
0: so there you go. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that was intentional or that, but yeah emotionally it's there he has anger in different form you know as far as frustration and despair and rage against something rage with himself he, he does he, he covers a lot of different things lyrically and the music itself does move through different emotions it's I think I would like to hear more personal preference wise but yes he technically does in the muse way go through different things Agreed. I appreciate that. The packaging this is another one that's right up like yeah, it, that this is a really good package. Um and it's like deep conceptuality and its weird quirkiness, like it
1: Yeah, I think that's a that would even be a better description of Muse. It's like deep but weird and quirky.
0: Yeah, like it's like it's almost like that's the coping mechanism, you know, to deal with the Holy crap, it's all gonna end, but I gotta laugh about this part, <laughs> you know? Like, right, like, so yeah, maybe coping mechanism, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Mm. He seems like he'd be a fun person to actually know, like, not having maybe, heir.
1: or he would just be completely bipolar and be terrible. But
0: I feel like that's me in a lot of ways, so I'm okay with that. I can follow, I can follow <laughs> bipolar in some ways, um, on a good day, okay.
1: All right, it's like weird artists. Like, um, I think about like Tom Sachs. Do you know him? You were in New York, so you should know. Off
0: the top of my head, I'm not. I'm not sure.
1: He has mentored Casey Nystat and Van Nystat and a couple other guys. Art studio in New York, where he uses primarily plywood covered in white paint. He's ah. reproduced NASA stuff, yeah. and McDonald's stuff, and Nike stuff, and just weird but when you boil it all down and you look at what he's pointing at like at least for tom Sachs, it's this attention to just fine details and everything is intentional and everything is done with exact purpose and if it doesn't work you modify it so it does but at the same time i'm going to use the cheapest Mm-hmm. I'm going to, well, not anymore. Plywood's not the cheapest. Hell no. But I'm going to use a very non-traditional approach to it. And this like um, sloppy handwriting and just imperfection on purpose to be perfect. Anyway, that was my rant on Tom Sachs. Yeah,
0: it's, it's the setting them up. Beside each other that creates the art and making them have to talk, you know, because yeah. we both know those that's things. what Muse is doing. Yeah. Cause we know those things have to exist, but when you put them side by side and force yourself to deal with both of them at the same time there, that's the art. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I, I could see that as a, a definite possibility. Um, is it honest and authentically great?
1: This is where I'm thinking you're going to have the the hiccup on it. And I... Yeah, I just don't know where to go with this one. I mean, they are true to the sort of muse hierarchy. Yeah. But does that make it authentic and honest? I don't know, because I couldn't relate Uh, to it. Like,
0: I couldn't put myself into their their story, if you will. Um, And yeah, and I don't know. And maybe how much we have talked about, like, I don't know this and I don't know if he's this way or that way. And I don't know if this is supposed to be this way or not. I mean, it's, it's either genius or,
1: or salesmanship.
0: I don't know. And I don't know. I don't know where to it's put It's
1: genius that. or Looney Bin. He's <laughs> one or the other.
0: Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't. Can I let that ruminate? And can we go into number five and six and then come back? Or do we have to answer it right now?
1: Uh, we've never done it that way, but hey, what's saying we can't? Yeah. We make the rules around here. Darn right. All
0: right. So five is that
1: this would, it would be a very muse thing to do. It would be. Let's
0: do it. Okay.
1: All right. Whole band. I, I've got to say you don't see it, but each one of them is fabulous in what they're doing in their role of the band. Each one of them is playing their part. Exceptional.
0: I, uh, and that's, and that's what I will concede to. I don't know if if we could separate them out, which is never what we wanted to do. And I get that. And it's something that my mind is starting to do as I look at them as musicians. And so maybe we'll come back later. But yeah, within the band, what they do, it has to go that way or it doesn't work. Like it it is very puzzle piece locked in as a band that Mm -hmm. this instrument and this guy does this, this instrument and this guy. They are a unit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They are muse. They are not matt chris dominic they are muse and then they've they've been able to find a little niche hole to put um i think his name is nigel nigel morgan he has joined them for quite some time as well so it's one of those he's an unofficial band member i know other bands have done that as yeah, well Yeah, yeah there's a lot of bands that do that
0: but yeah i mean it's because there are so many layers to everything like in that song like There's five or six guitars going all the time. Like, it's very layered, very hardcore. And to get that feeling live, you need the layers sometimes to make it work. You can't get away with just a guitar and a bass. Like that uh, Starlight, if that piano didn't play in the chorus, the song, gone.
1: I mean, that's the hook of that whole song. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so he either has to play the piano and not the guitar so you would lose the second verse or you lose the chorus what are you going to do and so adding of that fourth musician makes a lot of sense like they don't have to be part of that band they just have to do what they were told
1: <laughs> you know he he does do a good portion of he used to is he a collaborator later on well later on no 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 later on he moved to like a big grand piano with led lights that lit up every time he played but he he played if you watch, um, what's the big music? Fe- Glastonbury?
0: Yeah, the Glastonbury
1: Festival. He's got a keyboard like with a shell on it, and oh, we got to comment on. Did you see their mic stands?
0: Yeah, I was gonna look into that further, but I ran out of time because Maggie was not having lunch today. She was yeah. Upset. So
1: that's that was like a thing. Like they've got all these gimmicky, imagey things that they do, like lights and. Technology and beeps and boops and flashing lights and these weird boom arm mic stands. But anyway, he and the stuff built in his guitar. But he would do. He had like a keyboard, and then it would be on another part of the stage, and he would play the guitar. But then he would run up and he would like play the piano part still with the guitar on, and then jump back to the guitar, kind of like and then still be singing. No, he would play like s- for certain sections. He would play if the piano was a certain part of the song. He would play. And he, okay, there was a couple times he would flip the guitar to the back and play the piano part, and then still sing, and then flip the guitar around when it came to the big chorus again. Yeah. Now later on, they got the other guy to do it, and it's less work for
0: He's him. He's getting a little older. See, and it's stuff like that you don't get in a recording to like know mm-hmm. what's going on, and it's hard. To, yeah, because you can't unsee that. Like, I feel like if you were in my shoes, you'd be asking a lot of the same questions, but you've seen it happen, so you know what they can do, whereas I yeah. I, I don't. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, we're four out of four at the moment, which is pretty great. Um, mm-hmm. Am I changed by this? I am personally not changed in any way, shape, or form. No. No. No, and I
1: think it's – I I think it's just one of those – Okay. Like As a songwriter and a music creator, this didn't inspire you?
0: No, because like that first message I sent to you, I already had Radiohead that was doing these things in a more artistic, in a more driven way. And I had Skillet who was already doing these sounds well like so I had reference points for this music that I already had a nostalgia monster and warm fuzzies with. So so this guy popping Mm. on the scene didn't didn't give me anything new if you will i mean maybe in a later album or something like this but this this album in particular didn't take me anywhere i felt like i haven't already gone Hmm. it has nothing to do with whether i thought it was great or not i just none of this has changed my world the closest thing was the the lyrics of that last song but I've seen Braveheart, so I, like, like, you know what I mean. Freedom. Yeah. So I've had that feeling before too. Like, so that's kind of where I'm at. This, yeah, this is one of the first albums that I really. It it hasn't it hasn't done anything like that for me. I don't feel hmm. I feel like the same Ian with the, with another album that to listen to.
1: Okay. I'm sorry. Well, no, that's fine. I thought it was going to be just how musically inspirational they've been. Just they've received so much musical inspiration from other people, like we've talked about already, Rage Against the Machine and Queen, classical music, and this band and that band, and all of that coming out, and then the complexity of a three-piece band with a lot of, would you say aureas earlier sort of like or a sonata or just having that sort of feel. I didn't know if that would be the ticket. I knew the, the lyrical content wouldn't get you. You would just be like, they're just talking about government being impressive. That doesn't inspire me. That doesn't change me.
0: I think if I saw them as a live act first, like, you know, like there are certain bands that hit you much better live than hit you from a studio. I think if I saw this Mm -hmm. live and felt the bass and felt that cat, 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 cat,
1: cat, cat, you know, and all the lights would be going and there would be all kinds of weird stuff on the back of the screen. It's an experience. Yeah. I feel like
0: that's where this band would hit me. I don't think they're going to hit me in the studio because I'm turned off by the completed perfection of it to begin with. And when I hear them, all I hear are other people. Like it's there. It's like a really good smoothie, you know. Like, but
1: hey, you <laughs> you're coming into food analogy I know All I'm right.
0: graduating, you know. But yeah, and I think that's why.
1: What do you mean, like a good smoothie? Explain that.
0: Well, it's you know like a good smoothie. Like my favorite smoothie growing up was called a blue banana. It was at a coffee shop called Juice and John. When you worked, yeah, out. and it it was. Uh, vanilla frozen yogurt a banana and blueberries and some pineapple juice and a few other things just to kind of give it body but when you drank it it tasted really good as a whole but it still tasted like a banana blueberries and, And and yogurt yeah and so that's what it is with this like it sounds good but it still sounds just like Radiohead it still sounds just like like I can't when I listen to it I don't I can't hear a band if that makes sense. Like hmm.
1: it's I I'm overwhelmed. You don't hear the individual ingredients, you just get the smoothie as a whole.
0: No, no, I get all the individual ingre- like ingredient like everything that made Muse Muse all of their influences, that's all I hear. I don't I don't oh, hear okay. something new. I hear a reiteration of something that's been done. And it's good and but I think that's why it doesn't actually like I want to get back to the source of like oh that came from like that sounds like this. These guys went for this you know like they've like cherry picked the really good aspects of bands and made their own band out of the, the, the great aspects of another which makes them a great band. But it doesn't make it life-changing for me, in a way.
1: So do so th- then, going back to authenticity and honesty, does that make it strike out for you as well? <sighs> I have a feeling like that's where we're going. It
0: doesn't, it doesn't, because it is them. Like, this is, oh, now this is getting really conflicting. I think, because <laughs> cause I don't know them. Like, it's so quirky and strange, it's either a gimmick or who they are, and I can't tell the difference, and I wouldn't know. I sure, but here's the thing. this album should be listened to <laughs> like this this is an album that people should have experience with. like the like the Carol King album you know like you if you're on planet Earth, you should hear this album, you should listen to mm-hmm. it even if it's not your thing um which is why I wanna give them five out of six and you know let four and six be what it is um. And kind of let that open because I am that passionate about this album. I don't really like it. It's not something I don't think I'm really going to go back to. But there is something happening there and it's definitely worth listening to. And I would say personally, I feel like it's great. Um, I think the system's failing me. You know, the the very system I've created. Um, Mm -hmm. But I don't... Yeah, because I don't think if if I had to put my foot down right now, I'd say, no, it's four out of six, and that's the end of it. But I want this album listened to. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Wow, okay. Like, you know, it's interesting. And yeah, I don't know. It's weird because it hasn't happened to me with an album yet like this is one of the, like the Radiohead it's not
1: my deal but i can see how powerful this album yes, is yes
0: and i want people to experience that like the like okay computer i i can understand why that's powerful but i don't have any inkling to be like you should go listen to this like this one i go listen to this this there is something here you know um
1: i yeah i think as a band they have something yeah I don't know what that, how do we define it or what it is, but yeah, if you listen, I would say, listen to, and like I said, I've lost them. They kind of changed their sound a little bit after not the next album, but the next album, but they were this, and this isn't, they're not necessarily my favorite band either. It's they're unique. They're interesting. They're sort of this left field. And I love all those influences. I just love a.
0: I wonder if they're like a gateway what? band, <laughs> for lack of a better. Maybe. Like, listen to these guys. Do you like this bit of what they're doing? Because there's a lot of bands that do that, you know. Or like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know. Or do okay. you like where the harmony is? What got you? Because there's a lot of bands that do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they're that. Maybe that's why I feel like they're worth. Like, I'm trying to process this in real time, but
1: yeah, I get it. Can, can I ask you one more question? Oh yeah, Could, um. They, because I only have just a little bit of reference point. How do they compare with your Biffy Clyro? Oh, man.
0: They're, they are just a completely different beast. A completely different beast.
1: Because I felt they were similar. Hmm. I, oh, No and maybe that's another discussion for another time when we get to Biffy, Biffy Clyro it, which it's funny
0: that you should bring that up because i was going to say i have two ideas for what the next episode should be and and one of them was Biffy Clyro <laughs> okay. cuz i feel like Biffy Clyro should be heard by more people
1: um and the yeah the, and just to clarify for people listening that probably ha- are like the, who what else yeah. the what he <laughs> uh, what give give a give a quick like 10 second synopsis. They're,
0: they're a trio from Ireland, Belfast, Ireland. Um, they've been around for almost as long as I've been alive and they, they have covered, it's always rock and roll, but different variations of rock and roll, if you will, uh, moving a lot of different ways. Um, The guy plays a Stratocaster. That's how I found out about him first. And he was just... He was making sounds come out of that Stratocaster that aren't typical for a Strat. And I'm a tone guy. So, like, it's...
1: And I think that might have been why I connected the two, is Matthew Bellamy has really weird guitar stuff. Mm -hmm. That guy was doing really weird guitar stuff. They're both from Europe. Okay. It's heavier rock-ish. Yeah. With some... But then the songs go – it's not just verse, chorus, verse, chorus. It's they go someplace in the song. They do.
0: Yeah, okay. In that way, yes, they're very much the same.
1: Yeah, that's the points where I was connecting. And I was like, Ian's going to either love this or he's going to hate it because it's – he's going to say Biffy Clyro did it better or he's going to go – uh, I love them because they're like Biffy Clyro.
0: I, I think Biffy Clyro does the emotional part of this better than they did. Hmm. And I think that's because Biffy Clyro is a lot less polished. Um, and so gotcha. it feels different.
1: But yeah. Oh, we can get it in into that in their episode. Yeah. Then.
0: Um, so I was thinking that right. we can go there in the future um, for the next episode. I didn't know if we had something like... I know we have things coming down the pike, but I don't know if next week... We have something, and the other idea was I thought we could just, you take your radio and turn it on, and whatever song that is, that's what we talk about next week. I thought that could be Ooh. a fun idea, too, because that's going to be something. Roulette. Some, what? Well, and that's going to be something that you and I, I guarantee, are not listening to right now. <laughs> so I thought it could be kind of fun and, and different and would stretch us a little bit. Or we could go with an Ian pick and it would be, I would definitely pick a, a concert of theirs. Um, and I would almost know right away that it, and your book is not going to make the great list. But I think it's worth listening to.
1: I've got a. I've got another oddball, obscure country one that I would like to do. Oh, what's that? Um, Kenny Chesney, Get Along.
0: Is that an album or a song?
1: Song. Kenny Chesney get along. Right. Cause I have been weirdly hearing this song everywhere. I heard it at the monster truck thing I took my kids. There was people floating on the lake at uh, the Weedman lake house. Um, I've heard it in gas stations. I've heard it just just in passing, I'm like, wait, there's that song again. And it just keeps coming back. Okay. And I keep, I'm um, like, no, I know this song. I'm intrigued by that then. Uh,
0: I want to know why the universe wants you to listen to that song. So I say we do that. And I feel right. I feel and like it's... that's in vain too with Muse here. like they, they would be into something like that. Like, oh, the aliens are telling you. Let's run with that.
1: And it'll stoke Mike's fire, I think. It will.
0: It will. He deserves some more country in his, his playlist. Although I've been listening to the things he's been sending. There is a there's mm-hmm. a wide breadth of country music that I didn't really know was there. Or that I thought had passed. Like, oh that's old country. They don't do that anymore. But no, like there's people that still do that. And like and I appreciate you No, know, there's
1: it. country and Western. Oh boy. There's t- there's two kinds. <sighs> okay. My brain hurts. No, that's like a saying. I know. Like we play both, t- we play both types of music, country and western. I'm s- You've never heard that expression before. No, I feel dumb. Oh, mm,
0: that's okay. <laughs> uh,
1: all right, all right. Go ahead.
0: So, final answer. So, it's great. He,
1: yeah, five out of six. Yeah,
0: and I don't care which of the five you pick. Um, it's definitely, I have this compulsion that people should be listening to this one. So, good choice, Andy. Thanks. I, I appreciate Thanks. it. As much as I hated it first run through, it definitely, there was more there than met, met the ears the first time.
1: Yeah, there's so much going on in this album. And I think that's why I like them as I inherited this band from a friend. I think he liked them for different reasons. Yeah, the weird obscureness, but I saw the musical influence and the complexity in their music, and that's what. And then just their attention to the detail, which you call perfection. I thought the attention to the detail was just the thing that drew me to them. So it's funny how we both see things differently. Yeah, maybe we should do a podcast sometime. We should.
0: We should. The Two Horsemen of the Apocalypse on Mars. There we
1: go. Speaking of podcasts, why don't you go over to your podcast app? Give us a review, give us a five star thing. Tell everybody about us, how awesome and amazing we are, but how much we're enjoying this journey of finding great music. That's what gets us heard. Head over to Anchor FM. If you're interested in supporting us financially, there's a little button you can click on there. Head over to Facebook or Instagram and tell us what you thought about Muse and the black holes and all the revelations. <laughs> and uh, is, is this something that you would consider great? Is there something that this reminds you of? Uh, is there something that you think is better? Let us know.
0: All right. Hey, and I want to say, if you're one of the many, many people now from strange countries that are listening to this, like Portugal came up, we got people in Portugal listening now, send us your music too. Um, The more, the more ethnic and, uh, hey Maggie. Bubble. Bubble. You there? Um
1: I can bear it I can barely hear it. Oh, it's bubble guppies. We should talk about them sometime. Huh. Too. Um uh in this resurgence of the backyardigans kind of kind of um but if
0: you're in one of those countries and and there is something that is local to you I like tell us about that. I'm very interested in finding music that I will definitely never find here. Um because that list is growing. I've been that's what's been surprising me the most. Like like I thought it would just be the United States, you know, people listening, but there are all over the world. And so I want to hear some of that. Like I I wanna know what Ecuador listens to. So more than what comes up on the app that you talk about.
1: I like it. Let's do it. Let's do it.
0: And we'll see y'all in the future.
1: See you in the future. All right, in case you didn't catch that in our ramblings, we're listening to Kenny Chesney's Get Along from the album Song for the Saints. Go ahead, take a listen to it, and we will meet you back here next week. We'll see you in the future.